and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Friday, September 16th, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. Okay, we've made it to the end of another week. We've made it to the end of another week. It's Friday. The weekend is upon us. And uh, the people up in uh, Martha's Vineyard are shipping illegal immigrants off to a military base. So that's what these people will be doing this weekend. They'll be spending the time moving forward on a military base in Martha's Vineyard. You know, when something like this happens, it really, really proves what phonies these, these liberals are. It proves what absolute phonies they are, that they cry crocodile tears. They cry crocodile tears because 50, that's five zero people were sent up there. 50 people, 50 people. Now you have Biden, by the way, during the campaign when he was running for president, crying about how the, the United States should be willing to take in 2 million people. We could easily take in 2 million more people. There's no reason why a country of 330 million can't take in 2 million more. If you think a country of 330 million can't take in 2 million people, you're malarkey. Malarkey, Jack. Yet these cities, like New York City, 8 million, when 300 migrants send their way, they cry. Oh, we don't have room for them. We can't take care of them. A city of 8 million people can't handle a few hundred. When Martha's Vineyard filled with the wealthiest liberal elites, the wealthiest of the wealthiest liberal elite Democrats in the country cry when 50, 50 people are sent their way. It once again proves what I've been talking about since I started this show almost a year ago, that the Democrats are total, utter hypocrites. They are hypocrites. They are do as we saw this during COVID. Do as we say, not as we do, right? Do as we say. You lock down, we party. You wear masks, we don't. This is why I believe many of them didn't even get the real vaccine, if they got any vaccines at all. Wouldn't shock me at all. You do as we say, not as we do. And here it goes again. Here we go again. Open the borders. Let them in. Oh, we're a country of 330 million. We can take in 2 million per calendar year. What's the big deal? Yet when a few are sent to their backyards, they cry foul. They don't like it when it's in their backyards. When it's in the backyard of the Trump supporters, that's fine. When it's in the backyard of Republicans, that's fine. When it's in the backyard in Arizona or Texas or Florida, that's fine. That's why what Greg Abbott's doing and Ron DeSantis doing is absolutely brilliant. I'm shocked it hasn't they haven't done this before. What took them so fucking long? What took them so long? They could have done this under Bill Clinton, they could have done this under Barack Obama. They could have done this a lot over the last 20 years, and they're just doing it now. These Democratic cities should be glad that they haven't done it till now. They could have been doing this all along. It's absolutely brilliant. It's proving their point. Abbott has won. DeSantis has won. Their point has been proven. Liberals are phonies, that they are absolute phonies, that it's okay 
to dictate to others what to do, to tell Texans they're selfish, they're un-American, they're xenophobic, if they don't want millions of illegals coming in every year. But when a few are sent to the liberal cities where these people live, most of these people don't even visit places like Texas and Arizona, where they live like Martha's Vineyard, then they cry foul. Then they cry foul. Point proven. And yet that point, of course, which has been proven, if you watch the CNNs and especially the MSNBCs, they won't get the, they don't get the point. They don't get the point at all. Then you have a total, a total fucking asshole like Gavin Newsom. The hair gel king of California. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a Ron DeSantis clip in a little bit. I think Ron DeSantis has been listening to my show. Because since this show began, I've been calling Newsom the hair gel king. And Newsom uh, and uh, DeSantis mentioned his hair gel today. Very, very curious. But anyway, the hair gel king of California showing how, how truly, truly dumb he is. How truly dumb he is. Wants the Justice Department to investigate Ron DeSantis for kidnapping. Kidnapping. Asking, asking these illegals, do you want to go to Washington, D.C. or New York City or Martha's Vineyard? And they say, oh, we'd love to go to Martha's Vineyard. We've heard nice things about Martha's Vineyard. And then you say, okay, here you go. Here's your bus ticket. Here's some food and water, blah, blah, blah. That's kidnapping. This man is such a fucking idiot. Newsom is such a moron. Did he, did, he, did he want the Justice Department to investigate Joe Biden when Joe Biden was shipping migrants in the middle of the night into Texas and Florida? When, when he was shipping them on planes in the middle of the night to Texas, Florida, New York, all over the country? Was Joe Biden kidnapping them? When he was secretly – now, you remember, DeSantis and Abbott aren't, aren't doing this in secret in the middle of the night. They're openly doing it, advertising it, publicizing it, showing it. Joe Biden snuck people in on airplanes in the middle of the night. When you do something like that, it's like what? Like smuggling, right? You, do, you know you do something illegal, so you're doing it three in the morning when no one will know about it? Like you're smuggling drugs? That's when you would do it, right? Three in the morning in the darkness when nobody knows what you're doing? Yet did, 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 did the hair gel king – did the schmucky playboy hair gel king of California ask the Justice Department to investigate Biden when he did that? No, of course not. Of course not. Plane loads and plane loads and thousands and thousands in the middle of the night. So no one would know. More, more Democrat hypocrisy. More Democrat hypocrisy. And this also proves what we've known about Democrats over the last two and a half years, this authoritarian – or more like six, seven years, this authoritarian streak of if your, your opponent is doing something, if the people you don't agree with are doing something you don't agree with, they should go to jail for it. They should be investigated for it, right? The Justice Department should go and investigate them. The FBI should raid them. If they're doing something that doesn't agree with you, you're, they're a terrorist. They're a, they, they, they deserve to be investigated. They deserve to be embarrassed and punished. This is what we've seen from the Democratic Party. Basically, since Trump started to run in 2015. That's all they do. 
They want their political enemies uh, prosecuted. When people on their side who are actually harming and killing people like Anthony Fauci can get off scot-free and how dare you ask any questions of him? How dare you ask any, any tough questions of Tony Fauci? How dare you do that? How dare you slander such a, a wonderful man who's dedicated his life to science? This is what they believe. Yet this continues. This continues. Look, the Democrats have been caught red-handed in their liberal hypocrisy. Red-handed. What happened to these sanctions? But these are the cities like Martha's Vineyard in New York and Chicago, D.C. They claim to be sanctuary cities. They call themselves sanctuary cities. So they should be welcoming migrants in. They should be welcoming in part a small percentage of that two million that Joe Biden said this country can deal with. Joe Biden said this country can deal with two million. It's not a big deal. So what's the problem? He didn't say Texas can deal with two million or Florida can deal with two million. He said the country of 330 million, that's the entire country, can deal with two million. Spread out. We're spreading them out. That's what Abbott and DeSantis are doing. They're spreading them out. So it's not just one or two or three states. It's, it'll be 50 states. So what's wrong with that? Wait, are some states selfish? Why doesn't, why doesn't every state participate? Why doesn't every city participate? Please remember, these migrants are being asked, do you want to go? Do you want to stay here? Do you want to go to these? We'll give you five or six cities. Which one? They're being asked. So they're going where they're, they're telling people where they want to go. And they're being sent to these places. That's called freedom. Look, we know the Democrats are full of shit. We know this. We know liberal elites are full of crap. That is all do as we say, not as we. Come on, we've seen this. We saw Gavin Newsom in the French laundry in the middle of a pandemic when no one else could open a business or go out or go to a job or go to school. We saw this. We saw London Breed, the mayor of San Francisco, my city, partying, maskless, screaming, singing, spitting. When everyone else had to wear a mask or show a pack and show vaccine passports to get into a bar or restaurant. We saw this. We know they're telling everyone else to buy electric cars when they're not buying electric cars, when they got Lamborghinis. We see this. We know they're hypocrites. That's their whole agenda. That's the MO is to be hypocrites. And to know their voters are dumb enough to go for it. I mean, the, the liberals are constantly spitting on and looking down on their voters saying, you're so dumb, we can feed you anything. Case in point, I'll give you two right now. Gavin Newsom going after Ron DeSantis. Why is he doing it? Because he wants to eat it up. Oh, you're so great. Oh, you're going after the evil to Satan, DeSantis. Oh, what a hero you are, Gavin. What a hero. He's playing to his dumb audience. Don Lemon, who was kicked off. His uh, show on CNN. Anyone with a fucking half a brain. You don't even need a full brain. Half a brain knows it's a demotion. He probably has the contract. And CNN doesn't want to just let him go. Because then they got to pay him for doing nothing. So they're demoting him. They're giving him work to do. So they took his show away from him. Believe me, I was in the business. I know how this works. They took his show away from him. And they're putting him in the mornings. 
They took his own show away from him. So Don Lemon goes on the air and says, oh, that was my decision. <laughs> because he knows his listeners, his viewers are dumb enough to believe it. Yeah, he willingly gave up his own show to be relegated to mornings with a crew. Sure, Don. Sure. No, no, Don. You were told to do that. You were told to do that because you're on the contract and you got to do what they say. You see, Don Lemon's on the contract to do what they say at CNN. He's not on the contract to have his own show. That's not contractual. So they're making him do work so they don't have to pay him for nothing. Of course it's a demotion. But Don Lemon knows his viewers are dumb enough to believe that would be his choice. It's when you look down on your voters like these Democrats do, these liberals, they look down on these people and they say, you're going to believe what we shovel, even if it's obviously ridiculous. It's obviously ridiculous. Gavin Newsom state that I live in is a shithole. Crime through the roof, rents through the roof, half small businesses dead, no tourism, people still wearing masks, especially the Asian population. People still afraid of everything. COVID, monkeypox, polio. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. And yet all he can do is go after Florida and Ron DeSantis. That's all he can do. That's what he has. To, that's his time and energy. Not making his state better. Not getting small businesses back open. Not, not, not lowering the crime. Not getting prosecutors in office who are going to prosecute criminals. Not making sure people can afford to buy homes here. That's not on his mind. What's on his feeble mind, this hair gel king brainless playboy, is simply to go after Florida because he knows people in his state get off on it. The stupid shit lives in his state. (laughs) They get off on it, these fucking morons. That's all he knows. This is Hate Newsome Friday. Well, it's Hate Newsome every day here. If you're new to the show, this is a Hate Newsome Zone And I hate him more every day. I heard he just uh, hilariously offered to debate DeSantis on immigration. Let's go. Let's go. In fact, let's stop the 20. Let's, let's stop the pussyfooting around. Let's stop beating around the bush. Gavin Newsom has to say he's running for president. And Ron DeSantis has to say he's running for president. And let's get it going now. Let's get those debates going early. I can't wait. I can't wait. I want Newsom to run. I want to pump his hair gel ridden head full of ideas of running for president in 2024. Because I want his career to be ended early. I want a nice early end to his political career. I want a fucking beaten for this guy in 2024. That's what I want. I want his career ended about three decades early. Let's go, baby. Let's do it. Arrest Ron DeSantis. What a fucking idiot this guy is. People take this shithead seriously? This embarrassment? This vapid human? Seriously? So while they cry on Martha's Vineyard, while they cry in New York and Chicago and D.C. that they can't handle 50 or 100 migrants. There are little border towns in Texas 
where the migrants are 20 times the size of the town. Okay? How could these towns deal with this? How can they deal with this stuff? They can't. They're overrun. And you have 2 million people this calendar year crossing this border. And this moronic White House says, oh, the border's closed and under control. And you have migrants coming in, like the ones that were shipped to D.C., to Kamala Harris's doorstep, saying the border's open. It's wide open. Anyone can just walk across. Anyone can just walk across. Understand that. It's easier for illegal immigrants from Mexico and Venezuela and Nicaragua, wherever, to walk across the border into the United States than it is for U.S. citizens to walk across the border in Canada. We can't do that. We get arrested if we try to do that. Especially now, right? You have the vaccine passport to get there still. I want people to understand how absurd that is. The Canadian border is closed. The U.S. border to Mexico and Venezuela and Nicaragua is open. How can Canada can do that? How can Canada can control their border? They don't let Americans walk in. We can't go in unless we're vaccinated. No one can go there unless they're vaccinated. How can they can control that? They can control that, but we can't control our southern border. Why do you figure that is? Why do you figure that is? Boy, these places must be, you know, I often think these places must be really tough to live in south of this border. If people want to come here, I, I understand. I guess I understand. There are, they come here and they get things we don't get, right? They're getting health care. They get hotels to live in. They're, getting, they're even getting your mayor saying they should try to get jobs set up for them. Who's doing that for us? Anyone doing that for you? Giving you health care, a place to live, and getting a job for you? Anyone doing that for you here? And they won't let people get angry. Then they say they're racist or xenophobic because they get angry about these things. All they have is all they have is like bile and slander and putting people in boxes and calling them names. That's all they have. They have nothing else. Nothing else. The crocodile tears of Martha's Vineyard. I got to say, I thought Abbott was was brilliant, sending people to D.C. and in New York and such. DeSantis sending people to Martha's Vineyard has to be one of the most brilliant moves ever. I mean, because Martha's Vineyard is just like the the bastion of liberal elitism, isn't it? I mean, that's why he picked Martha's Vineyard. Even that name is ridiculously. I thought that name was ridiculously stupid. I know there's meaning behind it, but Martha's Vineyard. It sounds like a place where the, the wealthiest liberal elite, no common sense morons live, right? The people who virtue signal but do nothing worthy in life. Martha, it has that sound, right? Martha's Vineyard. There's a reason why I've never had any desire to go there. 
But that is brilliant to send them there. And only 50, he knew he didn't have to send 500 or, or even 100. He sent 50 people one busload there. That's all it took to get them totally going nuts. We can't have it. There's no room. Oh, my dear, Martha. It's so brilliant, Ron. Every time he does something, I want him to run for president even more. Every time he does something, it proves he'd be probably the one of the best presidents of our lifetime. He knows exactly what to do, exactly when to do it. He knows how to get under the skin of these phony liberals. And that's what he's done so easily. So easily. I'll cue up this. It's a very short video <clears throat> of him talking about uh, Newsom. Very short video. Let's see if I can cue it up. And there's some other stuff I like to talk about on this Friday. Let's see. Do you know I saw a coyote walking down the street here in San Francisco? Just a couple of hours ago, this was only 9, 9.30 at night on a Friday night in the Mission, one of the busiest parts of the city. And I'm taking a uh, an Uber back, and the guy says, look at that coyote. At first he said fox. He goes, look at that fox. I looked, and I said, that's a fox? He goes, oh, no, coyote. It was a coyote just walking down the street, casually walk. You know, San Francisco is so bad. It's so bad. It re- actually, I, I find relief seeing coyotes walking down the street instead of humans. I find, I find I think it would be a better city if it was all coyotes. All coyotes. No humans. I feel safer. But I'm thinking, this poor coyote, how the hell does it get to this incredibly urban area on a busy night, early in the evening? And it must be scared shitless. Imagine running into a homeless camp, a poor coyote. A bunch of tents on the street. Can't get around them. Frightening. I felt bad for the poor little thing. But there it was. Early. Just walking down the street. And I've heard this is more and more common here now. Much more common. As Ted Cruz said. Oh, here's Ted Cruz. Let's play Ted Cruz. I don't usually play Ted. Uh, but let me play what Ted Cruz has to say about the immigration issue. And, uh, and Martha's Vineyard here. And Greg Abbott for sending the immigrants to these blue cities. I commend Ron DeSantis for doing so, and they need to do more. Tomorrow, Martha's Vineyard needs 100. The next day, they need 200. The next day, they need 1,000. D.C. says it's a crisis to get 6,000. They need 10,000. They need 100,000. They need 500,000 because Joe Biden has allowed 4.2 million people to come in illegally. And, and Greg Abbott. Well, he's right. He's right. He's absolutely right. If they feel this is right, the left is always saying this is right. You're so xenophobic. You're so racist. You don't want illegals coming. You don't like Mexicans. You don't like Nicaraguans. You don't like Venezuelans. And then you send 0.12%, 0.1% to their cities and they go crazy and they call you a, a kidnapper. These people are absolutely insane. Just admit you're a hypocrite. Admit you're empty. Admit there's nothing to you that's real. Instead of saying things that are even dumber. 
like you're kidnapping people by asking them if they want to go somewhere and they say yeah and sending them. You, you Gavin Newsom, you absolute fucking moron. I can't talk about him. As you can see, I can't talk about him. Yeah, Newsom challenges DeSantis to a debate following migrant controversy. <laughs> and this is how this guy is the most empty vessel of a human being with no fucking brain. And he thinks he can actually debate Ron DeSantis. Because people who work around him pump shit up his ass, how great he is. Pump his hair, jail filled head, how wonderful and how intelligent and how he could be president. And he fucking believes it. Sure, because when you look at NPR or the Washington Post or the Atlantic, well, we'll get to the Atlantic again in a second. By the way, they're starting their shit again. Their COVID fear porn, writing about how 300 people die every day still. 300 people died today of COVID. They're still promoting their bullshit, their fake news bullshit. Still, in 2022. But the Atlantic... The Washington Post, the New York Times, how many negative, forget about the word hit piece, how many negative journalists, how many, forget even words negative, how many investigative journalistic pieces have they written about Newsom or Hochul or even Cuomo? It took Cuomo, it took 85 women saying what a fucking pervert old man he is for them to write anything negative about him. Have they written anything, any journalistic investigative pieces about Hochul? Hmm? About Fat Pritzker? Any of them? Have they written any? Uh, one. One. About Murphy in Jersey? No. Yet, day in, day out. Day in, day out. Hit pieces about Abbott. Hit pieces about DeSantis. They, and this is the fair and honest journalism? No. This is exactly what Trump is called them. The enemy of the people. They are the enemy of the people. They are owned by the left. They contribute to the left. They vote for the left. They are fake. They are fake. They are phonies. They are frauds. That's what they are. All of them. As Will Kane says, this Martha's Vineyard freakout is really a sight to see. So tilling. And he's right. So telling. Here it is. Very short. Um, I played a couple of times. It's so short. Saying you need to prosecute. Let's see. Florida governors. Stupid. Okay, here it is. This is a. This is DeSantis addressing Newsom's ridiculous comment. So uh, the governor of California um, sent a letter to the Department of Justice saying you need to prosecute Texas and Florida governors. And all I can say is um, I think his hair gel is interfering with his brain function. All right, Ron, if you didn't listen to my show, I'll believe you. I want to believe you. But I've been calling him the hair gel king. Since November, since I started this podcast in November, I have crowned Newsom the hair gel king. All right. Maybe he hasn't listened. Maybe other people have talked about his hair gel as well. But uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. See, this is this is why Ron DeSantis needs to run for president, because he stands up to these phony liberal hypocrites. He stands up to the left. He stands up to them. I don't understand. It, it, to me, it's obvious. If you believe 
in illegal immigration, if you believe this country has room for 2 million, and as Ted Cruz has said, it's been over 4 million people come in, then you should be absolutely welcoming them. First of all, (laughs) Abbott and DeSantis shouldn't have had to do this. The mayors of D.C. and Martha's Vineyard in Chicago and San Francisco should have been welcoming them. They should have welcoming committees down there. They should have welcoming committees down there saying, come to our city. Shouldn't they be doing this? Because they believe in illegal immigration. They believe. They campaign on it. That the country can afford to have millions of illegals come in here. We can afford it. We're kind. We're giving. Well, be kind and giving. They should be sending delegations down to the Texas border. And as these people come over, they should say, come to our, it should be almost like an auction. They should be like, come to our city. No, come to Chicago. Chicago has this. No, New York has this. No, sure. They should be trying to lobby them to come to their cities because they're all sanctuary cities that want them. Why aren't they doing that? Why does DeSantis and Abbott have to send them there? Why aren't they putting people there, having people there to get them to come here? to their cities. I don't understand. That's what they should have been doing since Biden became president. They should be down there with banners, with bands, with music, with cotton candy. The border is open. Come to New York. Come to Chicago. Come to the vineyard. But they didn't do that, did they? Let Texas deal with it is what they think. Let Arizona deal with it. Let Florida deal with it. Let those people deal with it. We'll just sit here on our high perches saying how loving we should be, how, how, how welcoming we should be. How racist you are, how xenophobic you are if you don't believe that this country can take in millions and millions of people per year. They've been exposed, people. They've quite simply been exposed. And they don't like it. Once again, this is what they do. So instead of admitting they've been exposed, instead of admitting they're hypocrites, they double and triple down on stu- and say stupid things like the Justice Department should arrest Ron DeSantis for sending people to Martha's Vineyard. The Justice Department should arrest Greg Abbott for sending people to Washington, D.C. This is what they did during COVID. Instead of admitting they were wrong, instead of admitting they led to the death, destruction, murder of people, killing of businesses, instead of admitting all that and changing course, they double, triple down. They doubled and tripled down. They did vaccine passports and mask mandates. And invented more jabs. Never-ending jabs. You can never be up to date on your vaccine. Instead of admitting failure, they double, they triple down. And that's what they're doing now with immigration. Doubling and tripling down instead of admitting that they're hypocrites. Hey, Daniel, how you doing on this Friday night? I thought it was Thursday, dude. <laughs> you're, losing tra- you're losing track of it. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good thing you reminded me. You know, I, was, I was out and about around the Chestnut Fillmore area, and I thought, man, there sure is a lot of people out for a Thursday night. I mean, it was quite a, quite a, lot, of, quite a lot of activity tonight. Um, yeah, and then I get home, and you, you say it's Friday, and I say, hmm, what, what? what? <laughs> So, uh, did you see that uh, 
scene of the Martha Vineyard, Martha's Vineyards uh, residents uh, um, hugging the uh, uh, illegal immigrants as they put them back on the bus. Yeah, and they, they have, they, they're sending them to like military bases, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're hugging them. <laughs> yeah, come back, uh, never. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's so nice to have you, but never come back yeah. here again. <laughs> yeah, Martha's Vineyard has plenty of motels and hotels. They're, we're past Labor Day weekend. Um, it's starting to get chilly up there. I'm sure I'm sure they can put them in hotels and motels if they want to, and Airbnbs and Mr. B&Bs and all that stuff that's so popular up there if they really want. Only 50 people, five zero, And yet they're sending them <laughs> to a military base. Like like an internment camp. These are the these yeah. are the loving, caring liberals. Yeah, they probably put them in cages, won't they? Of course, and if they put them in cages, the media wouldn't talk about it. If it was Trump, mm, if it was course. Republican city, then they would absolutely be going apeshit over the whole thing. Yep. Can you imagine yep. if if this was like if these were Democratic governors sending these places to, to Republican cities? How the media would be all over this? Can you imagine that? Could you imagine yeah. that? Yeah, I can imagine it, and. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I just can't get that scene out of my head where with these people hugging these these people, basically just shooing them off. You know, just yeah, we're, we're you know, it's it's just kind of you know this 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 hug that you do from a distance. You know, you got a, a, a foot between you, and you pat the person on the back and sort of turn your head to the side. And uh, <laughs> oh man, that was quite a scene. It was that 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 scene. If you ask me, um, when it comes to this particular. Uh, um, this, the, the history of 2022 and this particular, and because much of this is political uh, uh, um, theater. When it comes to report, when it comes to for history, to history reporting and telling people about this uh, political theater, that scene is, I think, is really going to stick. They're going to have pictures of that. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it's a, uh, it's amazing how the liberals and he knew, Newsom knew, uh, DeSantis knew the liberals would freak out. They knew they would. They, they knew they would call his actions dangerous and illegal. Actions dangerous. That, that another moron on Twitter named Adam Parkomentko, who's been a, a, he's been a fucking moron for about the twelve. You know where it goes on Twitter? It says you know they've been a member for twelve years. For people like that, it should be moron going on twelve years. Moron since two thousand nine. Says DeSantis sent his own videographer. <laughs> to film his dangerous and illegal action today, that footage will ultimately end up as evidence, evidence of crime. How they freak <laughs> out. He knew they were going to freak out. He wanted this freak out. And that's what he got. <laughs> yep. It's, it's human trafficking, Mike. Sending him to Martha's Vineyard, a beautiful place. It's human trafficking. They're all getting off the bus with thumbs up. Oh, yeah, it's human trafficking. Oh, and then there's Don Lemon and, and his guests saying, oh, you know, it's 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 the similarities between this and Nazi Germany. Yeah, putting people in gas chambers is so much similar to sending them to the, be the most beautiful areas and richest uh, yeah, areas. Yeah, I, I would say what's a little bit closer to Nazi Germany is like uh, forcing uh, medicine, for forcing injections exactly. into people's arms if they want to keep their jobs. That, I think you could make the argument if you were a fucking sane person and not a totally fucking shit liberal moron. That's a lot closer to Nazi Germany than sending people to Martha's Vineyard. Exactly. It's was, it was, it was like I was hearing Dr. Mengele um, complaining about uh, Hitler. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, Don Lemon's his 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 views are so dumb. I mean, these are the dumbest of dumb people. This is the dumbest of the dumb. Will actually believe that it was his choice to to leave his own show to go to the mornings where he's got to get up at three in the morning and sit there with a bunch of people. That that's his choice.
That's his choice. Leaving a prime time show to do that is his choice and a promotion. They will believe this. This is why he can say it. You see, if normal people watch that, if people with a fucking brain and common sense watch that, he couldn't get away with saying something so utterly stupid. Well, Mike, he doesn't. He, can. he doesn't identify as being demoted. So that's, the same <laughs> that's very good. That's very good. I like that, Daniel. So, he so doesn't gonna... identify as being demoted. Uh, yes. That's great. That's yes, great. Yes. So he's, he's got to get new pronouns as in professional nouns because uh, <laughs> because journal, journalist isn't the uh, one he's going to have here for much longer. No, of course not. Yeah, of course not. It, it's, uh, you know, I can, I can only assume that People are starting to get so tired of this. I should be more optimistic that people are getting so tired of this crap. That's why CNN has to change course. That's why their ratings are so low. Yeah, because CNN people are fi- finally tired well of being fed this left-wing drivel and it being it being packaged as real news. People are finally catching on to this that their ratings are so low, no one's watching anymore. You know that they have to change course. So I, I should be optimistic about it. I should be optimistic that people like Don Lemon and Brian Stelter are being canned. Or demoted. Yep, you know? yep. Well, I never understood, even when I was a voting Democrat uh, for, for 44 years and, and switched parties, um, or, and switched parties left the party, walked away, as they say, um, about two and a half years from the Democrats. E- even before that, I couldn't stand Don Lemon. The guy is, is vapid. He is just, he's just, he just strings together these, you know, it's this butterfly effect sort of thing, you know, he just strings together the most improbable stuff right? and, and, and tries to create causation out of the most unlikely uh, uh, um, uh, interconnections between things in our world. He, he, the guy is just, he's just vapid. He's, and then, I mean, then did you see, the what, you see what happens on New Year's Eve when he drinks and they show him drinking? He drinks and they have that New Year's Eve show on CNN with, you know, the Anderson Cooper. And that, well, you don't watch CNN. What am I saying? But yeah, then, then he'll, he drinks on New Year's Eve and all of his insecurities come out. Like last year, <laughs> like yeah, last year he was drinking. He always, he gets sloshed. Um, you know, when someone gets sloshed on television on New Year's Eve, they probably do it at home uh, seven nights a week. But anyway, <laughs> on New Year's Eve, they actually show him getting drunk. And all of a sudden he's, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a strong black man. I'm a good. I, I'm great at what I do. I mean, this is what he did for like an hour and a half on fucking live television. How no, pathetic. no way. Oh, absolutely. But you go on YouTube. If you go on YouTube, if you if you if you have nothing else to do, if you have a totally empty evening, go on YouTube and 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 Google that, and you'll see. Yes, it was just an hour and a half of basically all of his insecurities coming out. It was really oh, sad. That really is so. It, yeah, that that you know, I know the type of thing that you're talking about. And it is always yeah. it's so so painful to watch from people. People videos. people are jealous because I'm a strong, intelligent, professional, successful black man. This is what he said. Yeah. They won't have to be much. They won't have to be jealous much longer, John. <laughs> no, not much longer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not much. Not much. But his contract. See, the Stelter contract was probably they probably weren't weren't paying Stelter like a tenth of what they paid Lemon. So they could just say, "Go fucking take a hike." But Lemon, they want to get. They want to squeeze the lemon, <laughs> if you will. They want to squeeze the lemon for something if they're paying him all that money. So they're making him work. They're going to make him get up at three in the morning after he had this cushy night show five nights where you're going to make him get up at three in the morning go work the mornings with a bunch of other people he probably doesn't want to be with and just be part of a, a crew instead of having his own show because they want him to work for the money they're paying him instead of just sitting at home and i, I can understand that they probably got so much money invested in him unfortunately that Why did uh, they do that that's what i don't get well because the people running it before this guy was a moron sucker they were more he's a moron 
yeah, once but- again, this is why people people always say to me, Mike, you were in this business. Why do morons get these cushy jobs? Because morons run these places. So morons hire morons. That's what and happens. They, and they appeal to morons, too, and there's a lot of them. Exactly. So. Hire, right. Morons hire morons who appeal to morons, and there goes the cycle. There yeah. goes. That's why people like uh, Don Lemon, who knows how many millions, in the tens of millions I'm sure he's making per year. And, uh, you know, that's why Rachel Maddow makes, you know, obscene amount of money, like 30, 35 million a year, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I just, it's just, you know, it's obscene because the people running these places are morons and they hire morons who appeal to morons. And so, it, you know, for them, it all works out. Right. But look yeah, like CNN I, hasn't been working out very well. I don't think we should be surprised at all if Don pulls a uh, Jesse Smollett on us at some point in the next month or two. Mm. Well, you know, it's, um, it's so, it's so, it's so absurd. It's really so absurd that you have, you know, and like I had mentioned, um, whenever Democrats nowadays, they decide that their opponent is doing something they don't like, they want the FBI to investigate them. Luckily, from what I've read, uh, Mike Lindell, the pillow guy, who was uh, raided by the FBI, they took his phone simply because he was Donald Trump's friend, and he dare mention he may have believed the 2020 election wasn't on the level. Uh, he's now hired Alan Dershowitz, and he's going to sue. He's going to sue the DOJ. He's going to sue the FBI. So that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's what we need now. We need this kind of push. If they want to go after these people, these people with money like Mike Lindell and power need to push back. They need to push back. And, and that, that's what they're doing now. The, I think we're starting to see the, the blowback and the pushback of these countersuits and these lawsuits against the FBI and the Department of Justice. Um, and, you know, you have to get them on these civil rights and constitutional, you know, um, illegalities they're doing just to get their political enemies. I mean, this this has to stop at some point or we're going to be a total banana republic when a Democrat can just say, go after that person. And the FBI, like rabid dogs or the Justice Department, like rabid dogs, uh, salivating dogs go after them simply because Democrats say to do it. And that, that's got to end. It's got to end like right now. It certainly does. Did you, I tuned in a little bit late. Did you talk about that um, study that was done? Uh, um, it was published in SSRNN and uh, about the risk benefit assessment for uh, university students for vaccine boosters. No, but you, I, want, I want you to tell me more about that, but also about the, the article that was written a couple of days ago that, the Stanford and uh, Johns Hopkins um, is now saying that there's evidence that the COVID vaccines are more detrimental than the COVID virus itself, generally speaking. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that one. But the university, the one that was doing university students, um, was was is pretty, um, it's pretty, pretty amazing, pretty startling, and um, they estimated that um, it, it takes if if every if if everyone was uninfected. Um, if, if all these 18 to 29 year olds, which is the age group they're looking at, were uninfected, then it would take 22,000 to 30,000 of them to be vaccinated in order to prevent one COVID hospitalization. And in the process of vaccinating those 22 to 30,000 people, they would have generated 18 to 98 serious adverse events, many of which are going to uh, result in, in hospitalizations and even death. So the, the, the risk-benefit ratio is very, very, very poor. Or I should say the benefit-risk ratio is very, very, very small. This is this is awful. This is this. I mean, if no one can read, could could possibly read this and not be furious 
as to what we are doing and still doing. University of California, Berkeley is still requiring their students to get these fucking boosters. And, and, and the thing, so, so we have this ratio of eight, it's somewhere between 18 and 98 serious uh, adverse events for the prevention of one COVID hospitalization. So that means many, many more hospitalizations due to, due to the vaccine than would pre- be prevented if uh, that would be prevented from the virus alone. But on top of that, this study was done on uninfected. This was a study done on uninfected adults. No one is uninfected. There were, these were estimates done if, if everyone was uninfected. Nobody is uninfected. The, the CDC admitted over four months ago that as, a, as of about three months prior to that, 94% of our population had already had the infection and exposure enough to have um, antibodies and T cells that are, are specifically reactive to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So by now, it's virtually 100%. So, so nobody is uninfected. So there shouldn't even be a question that you're giving these vaccines to people. But once given them to them, the risk-benefit is fucking awful. It's, it, it is, this is, to call this malpractice is such a gross understatement. And the thing that you have to th- think about is, is if this risk-benefit ratio is so freaking awful in this 18 to 29-year-old group, it's going to be awful in, in, in age groups of all ages right. if, if people are healthy. No healthy person, as I've said from the very beginning of this, should have gotten these vaccines. And this, along with many other uh, uh, articles that that had, weren't necessarily looking at risk-benefit, but th- they have over and over and over and over supported the fact that, or my assertion that no healthy person of any age should be getting these vaccines. And if you aren't a healthy person, well, the best thing for you to do would be get healthy. If your reason for unhealthiness is that you smoke or you're, or you're um, obese. And, and so, you know, take, take uh, your health into your own hands. Right. Um, if, if your obesity and your diabetes is so far down the line that uh, it's so progressed that um, you can't really go back at this point. Well, you know, that's, that's too bad for you. You made, you, 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 um, you made your bed. Um, mm-hmm. And and if you want to lie on that, yeah, well, maybe you should get the vaccine. But uh, the rest of the you know, pretty much 99.9% of the population just stay the fuck away from it. Well, and now Biden's, I just saw it again yesterday, that Biden's uh, experts, his quote unquote experts, are doing it again. They're playing the same fear game they played a year and a half ago. They're saying, get the booster, get the whatever boosters is three, shot number five. I can lose track. Um, before that, before Halloween. And they say, why before Halloween? Well, because then comes Thanksgiving and the travel and the holidays. And this, they, they're using the same bullshit fear tactic saying, well. They did in 2020, yeah. Yes, the same bullshit fear tactic saying, well, maybe you, maybe your, your grandparents got the vaccine, the booster, but you didn't. Then you go visit your grandparents. Oh, my God, you can kill your grandparents. Once again, this using the same bullshit on the basis that the vaccine stops the spread. They know these vaccines don't stop the spread. So what does it matter if you if your grandparent got the booster? Why do you need it? Well, how are you going to the vaccine isn't going to stop you from spreading it to your grandparent? We know these vaccines don't. They're, they're, they're perpetuating the same lies of a year and a half ago as though all the data we've had all the whole last year and a half of these vaccines not stopping the spread and people getting the boosters, getting COVID more than people who never got the boosters or never got the vaccine. Yet they're starting the same fear shit 
all over again. As though we just did a year and a half memory wipe. The vaccines don't stop the spread. So what does that have to do with you giving it to your grandparents if they got the booster and you haven't? The same fear shit all over again. It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. They wouldn't be doing it if they didn't think there was a large enough and ignorant part of our population that simply does not understand that transmission and infection are not influenced in the least bit by these vaccines. So that they and of must course, have, and of course, once again, still a year and a half later, still ignoring natural immunity when almost everybody has had this already. Essentially, the entire population is virtually 100 percent of the population has had the exposure sufficient to produce as much immunity as they are ever going to have to this virus. Yes, of course. So, so, so everybody is, has 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 great, great immunity, as good as they're going to have at this point. Let's say that you got um, that you're one of these diabetic patients, and, and, and maybe you're you're teetering on needing a, um, a kidney transplant. Um, you're you're really really sick. Maybe you got chronic obstructive pulmonary disease along with it. I mean, you're in really bad shape. You know, the, the the only type of person that dies from this essentially. Um, so so you're, you're one of these people, and maybe you got uh, the, the infection. You've been you've been getting tested, you know, all the time, and maybe you got the infection back way back in early in twenty. 2020. And here we are in 2022. Yeah, you're one of the very, 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 very small part of our population. I mean, minuscule that maybe, maybe should get this vaccination. <laughs> Leave the fuck everybody else alone. Leave the university students alone. Leave the people of working age alone. Let them make their own decisions. We've known from the very beginning, by April of 2020, 20, we knew that that, that Ninety-five percent of people that succumb to this were very, very, very ill people. Mike, when when my um, stepfather, um, I think I've told this this story about him. He, he um, was 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 a little bit, you know, hysterical about uh, COVID and frightened um, to to go into the hospital when he was having some severe abdominal pain, and. Um, ends up that he had a diverticulitis that and uh, the diverticulum ruptured and burst, gave him a rip-roaring peritonitis, um, which is an infection of the peritoneum in the abdomen. Um, he had sepsis beyond that. His part of his colon infarcted because of this. And he had to have a part of his colon uh, resected and reanastomosed. He spent two years, six months in the hospital, and one one whole year in uh, various institutions, bouncing back and forth um, to recovery. And he's two, more than, a little bit more than two years now and he cannot take care of wiping his own bottom at this point. He can he can at least stand at this point. He had he was that sick, that near his death. I mean, they 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 wanted they called in. They had someone come into his room, which made my mom furious. Um, had had a um, a, um, a, a priest come in to read, read him his last rites, uh, which made my mother furious. And um, he was that sick. He tested positive early in 2020 for SARS-CoV-2. And even somebody that sick, SARS-CoV-2, couldn't kill. This is a wimpy-ass virus. And the only reason that it's killing people is because these people are on their freaking deathbed. To and be and the Atlantic, like I said, t- today, the Atlantic writes, 300 people are dying a day. from COVID. They're still writing this stuff. This is, I'm not talking about two years ago or a year ago. They're still writing now that 
300 people, are, they still fear porn, COVID porn articles because they sell, because they sell just the way the vaccine sells. It's all about fucking money. Okay. Well, you know now, like you have said, that 99% of the people who are dying of COVID, especially now, have all these other pre existing conditions diabetes, overweight, 89 years old, 97 years old. They don't write that. They just write a headline saying 300 people a day are dying of COVID. These people are the scum of the earth. All they care about is selling magazines, getting hits, selling vaccines, making big pharma more profits. That's all they care about. And I'm sick and I'm tired of it. It's interesting that you mentioned the Atlantic because over uh, over a year ago, I think it was, the Atlantic did something um, that it surprised me. They reported the truth or something as near as the truth as, as we could possibly be estimated at that time. Um, apparently, they, with um, with um, people that were employed to do so um, through through the Atlantic, um, um, worked with um, uh, some insurance companies. And the insurance companies were, were studying the the cases because, I mean, they when 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 Patients are coded for this for the sake of reimbursement through insurance companies, Medicare, et cetera. They have a lot of code. They have these codes that they that they have to sign everybody so they can you know decide whether they're uh, the, pe- the uh, hospitals are getting reimbursed properly and how much to reimburse them, et cetera. Right. So these these codes are built on tons and tons of information uh, with respect to patients. So they examined all this information to to try to determine. How many of these people actually died or had at least some likelihood of, of, co- of SARS-CoV-2 being a contributor to the death, as opposed to someone who came in for whatever reason, they reflexively, as they did with every single patient that was hospitalized, gave them a SARS-CoV-2 test and found this is a positive test, like my stepfather. Um, if my stepfather would have died, they would have said it was due to SARS-CoV-2. I mean, it wouldn't have been, of course. Um, right. And you know, and, I, and you know, these hospitals, they did, they continue to do it. They continue because they get the money. If the numbers are up, they get the money. And once again, all about making money. So yeah, if they say, okay, right. what, what was it? He had diabetes. Uh, he was 89. He was 300 pounds overweight. Got hit by a car. We gave him a positive COVID test. Eh, put it as, put yes. it as COVID. Put it yes. as COVID. So what the Atlantic found when they went over, when these insurance companies went over um, all these uh, uh, um, records is that they found that less than 50% could actually be entertained as having possibly died from a SARS-CoV-2 infection. Less than half possibly. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this means this, much this less came, than half. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This came, and this came from the Atlantic. Well, but what happens is when their hits go down, they know now, they know, they know disease sells. Okay. It worked. So they know now if their hits go down, if their sales go down, the editor says, get a COVID story going, put a COVID story. They know it. They know it's an easy way to get hits. I, even the f- first few months of this thing in, in 2020, I was, I was reading 10, 20, 30 articles a day about COVID. I stopped doing it simply because I began to realize that I'm just playing into their game of getting yeah. hits for these things. Enough is enough. Noise. Yeah. 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 It, was all, it was all noise. And, and if they can keep you in the weeds and, and this noise and thinking about the noise, then you'll forget those four basic principles that I talk to my friends and family about um, to keep in mind all the time. And, and you know, that's that's why I was, I was um, that's why I, I, I took the time to write those principles down was to just cut through the noise. But if if the Atlantic was was it was admitting this, uh, uh, um, you know it's got to be e- even lower 
than that number and we and we have a really good sense of how how much lower it was in that number because it, it 65 percent was the number that um, atlas gave the other day um uh, that had at least six significant chronic diseases yeah that's what he said two, at least two out of every three people yeah right. yeah yeah yep. so i mean these these were always we knew from the very beginning these were very 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 sick people that were dying from, from this and even more telling that um we we um when looking at excess deaths um we found that the uh excess deaths uh increased in, in both 2021 or 2020 and 2021 by about 10 percent well excess deaths or, or say the number of deaths Per year is somewhere around three hundred million, three three million to three point five million. So ten percent of that is three three hundred thousand to three hundred fifty thousand. So when they were telling us that you know five hundred to six hundred thousand people died, no, the excess deaths say three hundred to three hundred fifty thousand, and many of those excess deaths weren't COVID deaths. They were people like my father who died well, because of this fucking lockdown. And 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 children. I mean, and, and as as they continue to pu- to push. One size fits all boosters. Both, they were not, both, both, but by the way, most countries aren't doing this. By the way, many countries are making it illegal to give these boosters to people of a certain age. It's only a certain age group that can get them. Only this country, the biggest big pharma whores around, are doing this one size fits all vaccine. But I, I, I want to mention something, and this is this well, is well, what look, you can, call. Can I, can I finish? Can I can I can I finish off with with the with the um, excess yeah, to wrap to wrap yeah. it up. Then, then we come to find out that in, in those same time periods, 2020 and 2021, approximately 100,000 people per year were dying from fentanyl overdoses, which was a huge, huge increase over the previous years. So knock another few tens of thousands off of that 300 to 350,000 number, and then you start getting closer to the COVID numbers. I think we are going to find when, when there is a careful study of the number of, of, of people that can actually have had their deaths attributed to SARS-CoV-2 infection, there's probably going to be in the neighborhood of one quarter to one fifth of the number that is that the that the uh, uh, news media it keeps mm-hmm. reporting to us. Right, right, exactly. You're absolutely right. And and of course there'll be people out there to say Daniel, but that's still a lot of people. Great, okay, yeah. Then why not report those numbers? Why if the if that number is so significant in the end, why didn't they just report that number? Why did they have to blow it up? Why they have to blow it up four or five times, four or fivefold? Why? Well, why? If, if yeah, if, well, if I'm right, then that that would put that would put the number somewhere maybe in the region of you know like uh, two hundred thousand per year or something. Well, we've had you know frequently we have uh, um, um, influenza, um, bad influenza years where over a hundred thousand people die, mm-hmm. yep. and, and, and no one bats an eye, no one thinks about it, right. Yeah. So, so put these things in perspective, and and that's what 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 the media refused to ever do was well, to ever put anything in respect. Bef- but be- before you go, I do I do want to talk about this. This yeah. woman on Twitter put a, I think I sent it. I sent it out to a lot of people. It's a photo of her, I believe, twelve or thirteen year old son fishing, just from the back. You don't see. His oh face. yeah, I saw that. And she writes, "This is my son. At twelve, he was spat on at school for being unvaxxed. He no longer attends public school. He was banned from participating in society. He ate restaurant takeout on the curb like a dog, was forbidden from socializing, travel with his peers, and skating with friends. And if you go through that thread, you'll see story after story. One evening, my then 17-year-old wasn't allowed to watch 
a high school football game outdoors due to her status. She waited on the curb until the game ended. Her friends came out and they went for fast food and ate outside because they were nice to her because of her unclean status. And you're seeing story after story after story on that thread of people whose children were ostracized for not getting the useless, pointless vaccine, especially for that age group. So these are the stories that, Daniel, these are the untold stories. These are the stories we don't, the, the, the Atlantic likes to talk about 500 people died today, this, 500 people died today, that, get your vaccine, get your booster, you're going to make your grandfather die, you're going to kill your grandmother. But these are the untold stories that the left-driven media isn't talking about. These poor children who have been forever scarred, forever scarred over a forced medical procedure that doesn't even work to stop the spread and is absolutely pointless given to an age group that is not in danger of COVID. This is what the adults did to children. This is what Gavin Newsom did to children. This is what Joe Biden has done to children. And it's to not being it's talked about. To, to say it's disgraceful is the most gross understatement uh, in, in history. These stories that you're talking about, they're legion. They're, there's, there's so many of these, and they're going to haunt the hell out of those that failed this larger scale morality test of our lifetimes. Oh, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And like I said, more and more of these stories will come out. Daniel, let me go. Let me get to Oof. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Daniel, have a great weekend. All right. Thanks. Have a great weekend. Sure. Ah, <laughs> oh, let's say, okay. Hey, Oof, what's up? Uh, first things first, I got to apologize for yesterday's story about the Maricopa Sheriff and all that. Daniel was right. It's a different Bill Gates. A little bit of a false wrong. You know, I was going to say that. I was thinking maybe it's a different Bill Gates. And it wasn't. It so it was a different Bill Gates? Yeah, you know, the person who sent it to me, that's the first question I asked them. I was like, are you sure it's the same person? They were like, yes, it definitely was. And, yeah, you got a double you and know. triple test. You got a double and triple. It's, imagine having that name, Bill Gates. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I would change my name to William Gates. I would. I would change my name to well put I put like a middle initial in there, like even a fake one, like Bill G. Gates, Bill R. Gates, just to differentiate myself. Wow. Uh, but I want to talk about um the the morality test that uh-huh. Daniel just brought up because um I personally went out and, you know, was brave with my friends and said uh, you can talk to me about your health problems or if the vaccine is complicating your life, then, you know, I'll help you get out of it. I won't shame you. But, you know, the first step is to talk about it versus going back to the people that did it to you for solutions. So I just want to share a little story that one of my friends went through and how she had to accept the vaccine into her life. And mm. something we may need to think about in terms of, this morality test and the test that we're facing as people who didn't take the vaccine and how to deal with these particular types of stories. So my friend, um, her mother was in the hospital for breast cancer. She was right. in out, her mother was in and out of the hospital for breast cancer treatments. And the nursing staff and all those doctors told my friend that they couldn't visit, that she couldn't visit her mother unless she was vaccinated with COVID vaccines. So I, I really don't think my friend has anything to apologize about for taking the vaccine and all kinds of things like that. But 
even she still, you know, is saying that um, it should be enforced for health policy. And, you know, how do you just talk to somebody whose mother died of breast cancer and maybe even, you know, getting jabbed up three times with COVID vaccines while getting chemo? And, you know, just how do, what do these people have to say for the situation? You know, they're grieving, they're traumatized, even on a deeper level than most of us. So I just think that that's the test that we have to face now. And, you know, being open and loving and honest with these people. Yeah. And it's just something I even deal with today because these people who are still adamant about taking vaccines, they're not being open and vulnerable about it, let alone, you know, they're never going to apologize, but can they at least, for God's sakes, you know, talk about how their family might be being affected by it because Mm -hmm. we know it causes health complications. Well, and once again, it's, it's the hypocrisy of the left. It's all the hypocrisy of the left that bothers me so much. Oh, because it's it's like this whole bodily autonomy thing. You go for the greater good. Oh, for the get the vaccine for the greater good. Well, I could easily throw that in their face. Now, this vaccine, as we know, as we learned very quickly, as we've known for the last year and a half, doesn't stop the spread. So that that eliminates that whole argument of get it for the other person. But but even using that, let's say the vaccine did stop the spread. Even using that for the greater good line, I could say, well, you know, I might not, you know. I, I, I might want to give women the right to choose whether they should have a child or not, but for the greater good, you shouldn't kill the child. For the greater good, for the greater good, have the child and put it up for adoption. For the, for the greater good. Of course, they won't go for that. They'll say, oh, you're horrible. You're making women have babies. You're making women have... You see, this is the hypocrisy of the left. I could easily make the argument that for the greater good makes much more sense with abortion. For the greater good, don't kill a human being. Have it and put it up for adoption. Easy. Many adoption agencies these days is an easy thing to do. All you'll have to do is go through the labor of childbirth. But for the greater good, for the greater good of our society and civilization, do that. I can make much more of an argument that that makes sense than the greater good of getting a vaccine that doesn't even stop the spread of anything. You see, but the left is so hypocritical. It's so there's so the cognitive dissonance is so great. The Trump derangement syndrome is so strong that this common sense analogy doesn't make any doesn't, doesn't compute with them. It doesn't it doesn't like compute with them at all. And that's that's my biggest issue with the left through all of this, whether it's the vaccine, covid, immigration. It's just the incredible lack of honesty, lack of consistency. This this is what this is what makes me despise them so much. Uh, uh, I'm right there with you, brother. And I've. So a girl I went to college with, and I was in college from 2013 to 2016, got a four-year degree in three, uh, but a girl that was at university with me started one of the, like, are you familiar with the site Reddit? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. So she's one of the founders of the coronavirus subreddit that's sanctioned by the U.S., by all the U.N. and whatnot. Uh-huh. Really? So, oh. yeah, she was definitely spouting the most and defensive and emotional about it. And I've ended up blocked, of course. But No, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. But, yeah. you know, if you, if you, you know. really want to hear a puppet or a parrot, then that's that's the one. Yeah, exactly. Well, 
Oh boy, it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy. Ooh, let me let you go. I'm going to wrap this show up in a second. But thanks for calling. Have a great weekend. Okay. Good night, Mike. Yeah, you too. Um, but before I go, I do want to. Uh, if you have nothing to do this weekend, if you have some time on your hands, if you have some extra time, you're going to want to go see a horror film. Right? You got, lately, it's been, I've been seeing a lot of horror films lately. I just realized that. Right? I recommended this horror film last week. Um, I don't know if, any, if you've seen the movie. It, it, this, I, I, I saw it last night because I, the film I saw today was called Pearl, and it's a prequel to a film called X, which is a horror film that was released uh, earlier this year. And what's very interesting, these two films were shot by the same director, Ty West, simultaneously, I believe, in New Zealand during the pandemic. And, you know, New Zealand with their fascist lockdowns, no one could do anything. So it was almost like they almost had to make these fil- like guerrilla filmmaking. Um, they did it like under, you know, it was very, very subtly done. The government, I don't even think, knew they were doing it. And he made these two films at the same time, the film X and the prequel Pearl. <clears throat> and X, um, if you haven't seen it, you can stream it. It's been on Amazon, a bunch of streaming services. That's why I watched it yesterday. Uh, it was about a group of, uh, of porn filmmakers who go to this rural town in Texas, and they rent out um, a uh, they rent out a house that's adjacent to another house. And the owners of that house rent out this house to them. Of course, the the, the two owners are are in their like eighties, total, very old, uh, disheveled, and they rent out this house to these young filmmakers in 1979 who want to make a porn film, and. Uh, Let's say that the the, porn, the the filmmakers don't don't last the whole film. I'm, I won't give everything away, but it's uh, it's, it's a really very inventive horror film, um, and it uh, it has a very '70s milieu to it. Um, and the director is incredibly clever. Um, uh, it, it kind of takes the the old horror films like Fire Thirteenth and kind of turns them on their head. Just very cleverly done, incredibly good cinematography, great camera, incredible score, great acting, incredible performances, um, and just a uh, uh, very crafty horror film, X. Now, the character Pearl is the older woman in X who lives with her husband in that house um, who's mentally unstable. Um, and this film Pearl is a prequel to that. This shows how she became this crazy older woman. And Pearl takes place in 1918. Also very cleverly done because it takes place during the 1918 flu pandemic. So all the characters are wearing masks. I think this was done for a couple of reasons. One, the timing works out because the original film took place in 79. This is 1918, so 60 years earlier. So the time frame works. But also, you have a lot of the people in the film, a lot of the extras wearing masks. I believe that's probably made it very much easier for them to film this during the this pandemic. So they filmed the last pandemic during this pandemic, all very cleverly done. Um, and, uh, and Pearl is played by Mia Goth. Mia Goth also played one of the girls who make the porn films in the original film, and Mia also played older Pearl. So she played two roles. She played one of the young girls who make porn and the older woman. And now she's playing that older woman as a young girl in the movie Pearl. So if you followed that, you really should see X first. I recommend it. See X first and then see Pearl. This film, Pearl, showing how she became this crazy killer, um, is done in the old Hollywood film style. It was a homage to, homage to Psycho and The Wizard of Oz. Like I said, it takes place in 1918 during the pandemic. Um, and the whole film really is a, is a vehicle for Mia Goth, who gives an outstanding performance. She's absolutely fantastic. 
She really deserves an Oscar nomination. It's, it's, it's tough to get Oscar nominations for horror films, especially slasher-type horror films. But they really should give Mia Goth a nomination for Best Actress because she carries the whole film. She's absolutely brilliant. I mean, she's like a combination of like a, an old Hollywood actress – um, and, uh, but she's young and she's, she's almost from another time. She's so fantastic. Um, and of course she's wonderfully over the top. She enjoys playing this deranged character and actually showing us psychologically how she became deranged as she got to that point. It's a tour de force performance. It's also a, a great horror film, just like X, uh, Ty West, great young director, um, who's made actually several horror films. And then he took a break from making horror films and he did some TV work. And now he's back to making horror films again. But I totally recommend both X and Pearl. You should watch X first. It's streaming. And then head to the movie theater and uh, and watch Pearl with a really tour de force performance by uh, by Mia Goth. Um, as just a the woman who doesn't want to live on a farm anymore. She wants a, she wants a, a better life. She wants to be in Hollywood. She wants to be an actress. She has delusions of grandeur. Um, and Mia Goth really makes this into a full-blooded character. In fact, I can't get enough of Mia Goth. I can't wait to see what she does next. I think she might be like an ingenue for, for T. West, the way, you know, the way De Niro was for Scorsese and so on and so forth. I, I really believe that she's got a great career. And I hope the Oscars don't pass her up because she deserves a nomination. So the movie's Pearl. Go see it. Um, it's been a bit, it's been a busy week. It's been a busy week, you know, and it's going to be even busier. I'm sure a lot's going to happen over the weekend. Monday, by the way, is the, uh, I believe the funeral. Yeah. Monday's the funeral for Queen Elizabeth. So that's going to be obviously wall to wall coverage as usual. The media can only concentrate on one story at a time. So I think the, that's going to, uh, you know, that's going to dominate, uh, Monday. And, uh, then hopefully after that we can, we can, you know, concentrate on some other stuff. Like I said, we're getting into the nitty gritty, like 50 days, right? About 50 days until the midterms. Uh, it's going to get crazy. There are going to be debates to watch over the next, you know, seven, eight weeks. So there'll be a lot to talk about. Um, and uh, we'll see if uh, if the people on Martha's Vineyard can uh, come down off the ledge for a minute, you know? Oh my God, 50, 50 people there, 50, 50 migrants. Eh, tough. It's, t- it's tough when you're privileged. It's tough. Okay, anyway, that has been a week of and let's be heard. Um, my name is Mike Kachopoli. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Remember, this show is on Monday night through Friday night. That's five days a week, starting at 11 p.m. Pacific time, 2 a.m. Eastern time. Um, so put it on your calendar. I put it on the call-in calendar every night. Every night I'm there, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. Uh, be sure to listen. Have a great weekend. I'll see you right back here Monday night. Remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote them out when? Vote them out now. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.